What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Um, man, it feels good saying that. I know it's been a while since we have been able to sit down and do this. Um, I guess I have picked the worst times to try to record um, based off of the events going on in my life because the last couple of seasons I've tried to record and we decided to move and then we decided to have a baby um, and all that kind of just throws a wrench in your plans. But those are certainly all good things um, and they're things that certainly have been beneficial for me, for my family. Um, and so with that, I do just want to say, I'm sorry for the lack of recording and for the lack of being able to put things out, um, concerning this particular podcast, the transformed podcast, uh, but also here on the scattered abroad network. Uh, but man, what a joy it's, it, it's been to be able to record, um, the, the podcast and to be with the scattered abroad network. Um, I am still one of the directors. Michael has been doing a great job of doing a lot of these things while I have kind of been out of pocket, uh, over the last few months. Um, and I really, over the last year, just had a lot of things going on. Uh, but Michael's been, uh, been doing a, a lot of great things for the network. We've got a lot of great stuff planned. It's crazy to think that we are here in 2023. Uh, we launched in 2021. So this is beginning year number two. This is beginning season number five uh, for the Transformed podcast here on the Scattered Run Network. Uh, so many good things coming out. We've got a lot of new stuff uh, that we're debuting this year. Uh, as we try to do every year, we try to bring out some new podcasts and things like that. So uh, just, just keep a lookout for those things. Go to our website, scatteredabroad.org. Um, you can subscribe to the Scattered Abroad Network Master Feed, and there you're going to find every single thing uh, that we upload to go straight to there. And hopefully, uh, you can find those things beneficial and helpful to you. We're going to attempt this for the third time. For those of you who have listened to these particular episodes, you're probably thinking, Caleb, I'm sick and tired of hearing the introduction to this particular season. But you're going to hear it one more time, um, and then we're finally going to get on <laughs> to moving to, on to some other things uh, in this particular uh, episode. You by now know, if, if you have been listening um, for a while, you know that we are talking about this idea of Christian living and specifically asking the question, what is Christian living? Now, um, I know that, like I said, you've heard some of these things before, um, but we're going to talk about them. We're going to do them briefly. Um, we're going to get through these first couple of episodes together, and then we're going to dive into 2 Peter chapter 1 and and we're going to we're going to look at a lot of these things here uh that we have to talk about i think it's so important for us to understand everything that that peter's talking about specifically um as we uh dive into this idea of the christian graces now these Christian graces are extremely popular among uh, religious people. We know them, uh, we've studied them before, but I, I just think it's beneficial to, to look at them individually. Um, well, that's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to take the entire season this year and we're going to look at these things and I'm so excited to do that with you. Um, what exactly is Christian living? And I think it's important to talk about this to kind of lay the foundation because it's important for us to look at our lives and the lives of, of those who live in the world and truly how different those lives should be. Now, maybe you're thinking, well, my life doesn't look all that different from the world. And in some respects, it's not going to, we still hold jobs. We, we still enjoy, you know, extracurricular activities like sports or band, um, or, or, you know, different things like that. But when it comes down to it, truly our lives must look differently. Right, we talk about passages like uh, like Romans chapter twelve, beginning of verse one, the entire verse behind our podcast. And when I started this, you know, some I don't know four or five years ago, um, this was the verse um, 
that created my entire podcast where Paul talking to the church at Rome in chapter 12 and verse one says, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Paul's saying, look, don't conform, don't mold to this world, but rather transform, be different, make yourself look different from the world. Don't fit in with the world. Uh, another passage that, that comes to my mind is a passage that Peter wrote in his first letter to the, to the Christians to whom he was writing. There in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you should that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. That word church that we talk about so much in the Greek is the word ekklesia. And it means to literally be called out of. What is it that we are being called out of? Well, it pays off of this verse right here, 1 Peter 2 and verse 9. We're being called out of darkness, out of the world, but into, we're going into where? His marvelous light. We're different from the world. People in the world live in darkness. We as Christians, we live in the light. Hebrews chapter 11, another verse that comes to mind, verse 13. We know Hebrews 11 as the great hall of faith. And it talks about so many individuals that are so important to, to discuss. But there in verse uh, in verse 13, talking about these individuals, it says, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them and confessed. Notice this, that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. So how do we live in a world in which we don't belong, wherein we don't belong? How do we live Christian lives amongst individuals who don't have a love for God? That's why I want to do this particular series, 2 Peter 1, 1 through 11, and a, uh, a series that we're going to go through this entire episode, uh, this entire season. And we're going to do for the first couple of weeks, we're going to introduce and lay some, lay some groundwork, lay a foundation. Um, and each week, we're going to talk about a different Christian grace. We're going to take each one and, and cover it in two weeks, and we're going to do our best uh, to see what Peter has to say. Before we uh, get into those Christian graces, like I said, I, I want to talk about some, some foundational principles and things that I think are important for us to understand. And I think it's important to understand first that as we look at this, uh, this entire uh, passage here, I think it's, 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 it's important to understand that this is all just simply a process. Okay, you and I have to understand that as we're looking at adding in these Christian graces um, in our lives, you can't expect to add them in, you know, just just overnight, you know, just like that, just at the snap of your fingers. It, it's a process. It's something that that takes time. It, it takes hard work. It takes perseverance. It takes diligence. We're gonna talk about some of those words as we go through. Um, but I think it's important to understand First Peter chapter two, beginning of verse one. Therefore, Peter says, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. But then in verse two, as newborn babes. Desire the pure milk of the word that you may what? 
that you may grow thereby. When a child is born, that baby does not immediately start eating steak, does it? It has to have the milk first, and then it must mature as it grows and as it improves. Well, the same is with us as Christians. Yes, we start out as newborn babes, but we must be able to grow. We must be able to improve and understand that that is a process that we'll, we will go through our entire lives. You will never reach the point to where you have arrived as to where you need to be in your spiritual maturity. You can always continue to grow and to improve. Another thing I think it's important to understand is that each of these graces, each of these characteristics that we need to have builds upon one another. You can't have one without the other and still be pleasing to God. You can't take things like diligence and perseverance, but leave out things like self-control and knowledge. You have to have them all in order to be successful as a Christian. The, second, the third thing I want you to think about is this. You and I must be willing to pray to God for help. We must be willing to pray to God, our Father, our Creator, for help. I think too many times we look at ourselves and think we have all the tools necessary in order to do this and we don't need help from anybody. And I guess in some sense that's true. We can do the things that we need to do. God's given us that ability, but it doesn't mean that sometimes we need help along the way and that there that we have a father who is willing to hear us and is willing to help us. First John chapter 5 and verse 14 in terms and in line of this of us asking God for help. First John 5:14 says um now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us. It's underst- it's important to understand that we must have confidence in going to God and asking him for help. If, notice this, we ask things according to his will. Prayer is so underused and underutilized. It is a direct line to our creator. Use it. Use it, use it, use it. You can never pray too much. The next thing I want you to think about is this, looking to our brothers and sisters for encouragement. Looking to our brothers and sisters for encouragement. You and I need to be able to build up and strengthen the relationships that we have within our Christian family. Those are the most important relationships that you can have. We must be able to look to our brothers and sisters. Think, what can I do to help you? What can they do to help me? How can together we continue to strengthen ourselves along our Christian walk? Let's look at a little bit of background. As we look at the one who wrote this, we know that it was authored by the man named Simon Peter. Now, again, his his name was originally Simon, John chapter 1 and verse 42. We know that his home was in Capernaum, Mark chapter 1 and verse 29. We also understand that Peter, by trade, was a fisherman in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 18. Now, it's interesting to me when, when we think about Peter. We also understand that he was married, right? Matthew chapter 8, 14 through 15, Jesus goes in and heals who? His mother-in-law. Obviously, he couldn't have a mother-in-law without being married, without a wife. Um, and guess what that does? That immediately disqualifies him from what? Being the first pope. Roman Catholics claim that Peter was the one who founded the Catholic Church, that he was the first pope, but that's not true. He couldn't be the first pope because, uh, for, for other reasons too, but this is kind of the one that stands out, that he couldn't be married. Well, but he was married uh, in Matthew chapter 8. Uh, we also know that he was an elder, Titus chapter 1 and verse 5, also 1 Peter chapter 5 verses 1 through 3. Uh, but specifically, What else was he, at least within our context here? Well, Peter describes himself here as a bond servant and an apostle. A bond servant and an apostle. I want to look at both of these words briefly. Peter knew what it meant to serve. Peter understood exactly what it meant to be a servant because he himself was serving Jesus. 
And Jesus was the epitome of a servant. Now, everyone wants titles by their names. If you heard me preach before, you've heard me say this before. People want titles, letters, degrees by their name, right? People, it, it makes people feel important. It shows people, other people, how, how hard they themselves have worked. And, and that's great. But what about having the title servant by your name? Is that important? Of course it's important today. It's important any day, isn't it? Mark chapter 10 and verse 45, we understand that Jesus himself was a servant. The Bible says that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, there are some people today who believe that anybody can be an apostle. Okay, Remember, Peter says he was a bondservant and an apostle. Well, let's ask this question. Who can be an apostle? Well, if you read Acts chapter 1, verses 21 through 26, Jesus has just ascended into heaven. They're looking to replace Judas, uh, and thus they're bringing up the qualifications of an apostle. Well, three different things had to be met in order for someone to be an apostle. Three things. Number one, they had to be with Jesus during his earthly ministry. They had to be an eyewitness to Jesus' resurrection, and they also had to be appointed by Jesus Christ himself. Who does that disqualify? Well, it disqualifies anybody and everybody today because that was some 2,000 years ago. You and I were not alive 2,000 years ago, but Peter was, and Peter was a qualified apostle. I want to talk about very briefly the audience to whom Peter was writing. And I think it's so important to understand this because when you think about the audience, we're talking about Christians. That's to whom he's writing. But it's important to understand that he's talking not just to Jewish Christians, but to Jew and Gentile Christians. Now, it's important to understand that because Jew and Gentile did not really get along very well. Um, and so much so to where the Jews felt like they were the only ones who should ever have an opportunity to hear the gospel. But we know that that was not the plan of God. And ultimately, the gospel was going to every single person. And a great example of this, of how the Jews felt towards the Gentiles, is here in Acts chapter 13. In Acts chapter 13, beginning of verse 44, the Bible says, On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy. And contradicting and blaspheming, they opposed the things spoken by Paul. It's just interesting to me to think about how the Jews felt. Because keep in mind, they're here to hear the word of God. That's what they want. They're here, they're, they're here to listen. But they saw the multitudes. They were filled with envy. And then contradicting and blaspheming, they opposed the things spoken by Paul. They allowed their hatred, their prejudice, their, their, their envy, their hatred to go so far to where they themselves wouldn't even begin to hear the things spoken by Paul. They didn't understand Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 when Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it's the power of God into salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Friends, the gospel is for every single person, regardless of who you are, where you are in life, what you may have done. The gospel is for you. The gospel is for you if you're willing to obey it, if you're willing to listen, if you're willing to accept it for what it is. The gospel is for you. It was written around 65 AD. That's the time period of this book. Um, and it's important to understand that because in 64 AD, 
I think most people remember what happened. This was the burning of Rome. Um, and in that day and time, uh, Nero, crazy nuthead psycho Nero, um, he, he was emperor and he hated the Christians. And so when Nero, or excuse me, when, when the fire was, was there, Nero blamed the Christians for starting the fire, thus heightening their persecution, heightening their hatred for the Christians, and it made their lives extremely, extremely difficult. So that's, that, that's why I think it's important to understand that um, as we go through this study, understanding the difficulties that they were trying, that they were having to face um, as it came to this particular time period. Now, we're kind of jumping into a different section. We're jumping into more textual things as we move on, and we're going to do that next week. I know we kind of rushed through some things. Next week, we're going to dive specifically into the text, and we're going to take ourselves right up to these Christian graces, and then we are going to dive into those Christian graces specifically, individually, uh, and we're going to do our best to see what Peter has to say. Thank you guys again so much for being with us. Don't forget, we have episodes coming out every single day, every single week. You can catch all of our brand new seasons here on the Scattered Abroad Network. Thanks again so much for listening, and may God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.